Devin and Morgana have been celebrating midlife love by getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. They believe grown-up love gets better and more fun, especially for women. Everyone's smarter, wiser. Men are more relationship ready. And if they're not, it's obvious. Forget anything you were told about being too old or too late for love and adventure. Instead, get fresh new tips on dating, relating, and travel to exotic destinations. And best of all, call in for personal guidance, creating crazy, sexy midlife love in your life. And hello, welcome to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. My name is Morgana. This is my husband of 25 times and counting, Devin. I'm here. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And we usually have some chat at the top of the show, but I hear that we have a caller already in the queue. So we love to talk about love and travel, getting married. Devin and I are getting married 100 times in 100 countries. We are planning more trips because things got a bit quiet during the pandemic, not so much traveling and marrying. Yeah, no, like we didn't not, go anywhere. Our first, we've gone over a year with no weddings. How am I supposed to know where we stand in the relationship? Very difficult. It so, is, you know, sometimes you're going to have to play in the gray area. If only there was a For, sign that he loved me. I know, me, if right? there was only. So we are going to Santiago, Chile, where we will, um, we will fly into Santiago. Uh, I think then we will then take a... A uh, uh, plane to either Buenos Aires or um, Montevideo, Uruguay, uh, and then we'll see. I mean, we'll see how we can work this out because Uruguay is a tiny country, and I think we might be able to creep into Brazil or to creep into uh, Paraguay, which well, could be sort of fascinating. And I've been fascinated with Uruguay ever since I found out a friend of mine was living there. He now he lives in West Africa, something far so. What is the name of the country? Oh, Burkina Faso. Yeah, but uh, so we'll have to check that out. It's on the horn in Western Africa, and we were invited to get married there. But in the meanwhile, Uruguay has really been on my radar as like, well, if we were to try international living, we, you know. What is my list of top contenders? And Uruguay is up there. Uh, it would be really, I think, neat to live down on the the bottom side of the planet, at least from our northern hemisphere chauvinistic perspective. So we have a caller in the queue. Lauren is getting married. Whoa, we love that. Lauren, are you there? I am here. Hello. Congratulations. When are you getting married? Thank you. We're getting married on August 1st. That's very exciting. Congratulations and many blessings to a bright future. That's exciting stuff. So, yeah, thank you. We are so happy to have you. Did you have a question about the marriage or the wedding? Or any of it? Well, well, they've. Well, I love the way that you guys keep getting married over and over and over again. We're all in for that. We're going to do that once the world opens up a little bit more. We're going to follow suit and oh. renew vows all over the world as you guys have done. 
Oh, I'm thrilled to hear it. Yeah, please, please do it. Do it safely. And yeah, you and anybody listening, we invite you to just travel the world and express love in every culture along the way. I'm so glad to hear that. So yeah, so when but, you, when you do, yeah, go ahead. So when you do that, do you plan it in advance, or do you just show up and go someplace and say we're getting married? Well, it's it's a combination of things. I mean, you know, in in all transparency, you know, I was in the travel industry for many years, and so what I would do is, uh, you know, I would work with um, uh, different contacts from around the world, and so. Uh, in some cases, they were like, wait, you're coming to our country to get married? Um, you know, congratulations. And some destinations were like, wait, uh, we can do better. And so that's where some of the ridiculous weddings, some of the, when I say ridiculous, sort of like wonder, oh, wonderful over-the-top weddings took like place. all-day weddings and all ancient castles and in uh, Republic of San Marino, they knighted. Yes, they Devin. did. I'm a Cavaliere di San Marino, but... So to, to get back to your question, you know, we played it by year in a number of different places. You know, like I said, I mean, in Turkey, we had something ridiculous because I have a good friend who's, uh, uh, you know, who's based in Turkey. And, and a friend in Serbia. Yeah, we had friends in Serbia. I mean, and, and so that all said, but I mean, there was a couple of occasions where it was just literally we walked into a hotel and said, uh, you know, we were talking with the, the, the receptionist at the hotel and uh, after chatting for a few minutes and her showing all kinds of ridiculous enthusiasm was like, well, why don't you just marry us? And uh, this was in Monten- Montenegro, in yes. Coder, Montenegro, which oh, is a beautiful, so beautiful sort of Robin Hood walled town. It's gorgeous. And she literally burst into tears and ran from the room. And oh, she we, was so cute. She was super cute. And then she, when she came back, she's like, no, 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 I can't. And no, I'm like, and to me, it was like, for sure, it was like done deal. Like her enthusiasm was just like, no, you're going to marry right, us. Right. And so- she uh, asked Devin if he was willing to take me as Devin's husband. That's right. It was <laughs> yeah, well because English wasn't her primary <laughs> language. Right, right, right. What's so right. She, right. But she did great. She did great, and you know that was part of the, the fun of it. And so for me, and and to keep to be very clear, there are places you can go around the world and get married, like at a you know at large brand name hotels, like every beachside yeah, no, no. hotel in the, the world. Thing. Well, well, no, but they'd be happy to marry you and it'll be beautiful and they'll take care of everything and it'll be great. You can totally do that. Um, and maybe one, and, and we have done that, by the way. We got married in Laredo, Mexico, and it was fantastic. And they just, we got married like behind their new golf course. Uh, where was this? This was at um, Islands of Laredo in Laredo, Mexico. And it's a super cute place. I highly recommend it. They made a fantastic cake. They made us a feast. They had a great officiant, um, and it was beautiful, right? Yes. So I there I couldn't uh, say how wonderful the it was. The water anymore. is like three different shades of blue. There, I'd never yeah. seen anything. It's like absolutely that. gorgeous. So I highly recommend uh, doing that. But that said, is it a requirement? No, abs- absolutely not. And then we have a fly in the room, which I can't stand. Uh, but so that said, we also you- got married on a bridge. Oh yeah, no. yeah. So. so the, the point that I'm trying to make is that no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, if you want to spend a bunch of money and get it at a big fancy hotel in the United States, if we want to spend far less money 
and get at a, at a nice hotel anywhere in the world, you can do that. Or you can do it for basically zero, like for the cost of the airfare, because there's always going to be somebody. Like my bet is if you were just to scream in a crowded room, we need somebody to marry us right now. And you're standing there in a wedding dress, somebody will marry you. It, you know, it it may not be the, the best wedding, but it'll probably be something that will uh, be really memorable. And matter of fact, we had- And by a- the way, even the wedding dress- is totally negotiable. When we got married in Puerto Vallarta, we were just filthy, greasy, just got massaged, wearing like tourists. Yeah. Um, Wearing street clothes. And and my definition of a wedding dress is a $20 lacy dress. I got at Ross Dress for Less. Right. Because it's easy to pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can do that. And I think it's, again, it really depends on what bar you put at like, well, what do we need to do in order to read exchange vows or get married or whatever? And do you want it legal? Because that's the other thing. Like, in other words, we're, we're legally recognized as a legal wedding or a legal marriage by the state of California. And that's the only thing. That and maybe need. Slovenia, but that's. Well, iffy. maybe Slovenia, maybe a few places. Uh, but that's. But said, your first wedding is here. So you're getting married legally the first time. Right, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm already thinking we should do this in Crete. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, it would be so cool. Oh my god, it would just be so cool. And these repeat weddings. What I really got from these repeat weddings is the first wedding, if it's a big wedding, it's really for your friends and your family, because we've talked to so many couples in our travels. And very often they say, well, the first wedding really wasn't that personal because it was for friends and family. And when when you can do it again, it's like the next one is just for the two of you. And you've had, a, even if it's just a few days, you have just a little more experience of being married to each other to draw on. So the the experience of exchanging vows goes, It for me, it just, it gets deeper every time because you know the person like when you can choose to marry somebody the day after you had a fight those wedding vows and that choice has a has a certain depth and richness that you don't have when la la dee da everything's easy peasy you know what i mean lauren oh yeah totally yeah I mean, and we've been together long. We've we've made it through the pandemic living together, so it made all the so years there you before go. It nothing. Right. So you've already so you've already figured out a big chunk of this. And and honestly, I mean, I've said this a million times. The reason why we keep getting married, you know, all all the time is not sort of like you know. I mean, it's a fun story. I you know, on a personal level, it's like to me, it's we keep getting married over and over is because. I don't want to look back and say, oh, remember what we said during our wedding vows 30 years ago? And the answer is no. I have no idea what I said and what what I was thinking or why I was thinking it. You know, it's much easier to say, oh, do you remember six months ago? Do you remember this thing that we did that was special and romantic and just about us doing it for each other and for the relationship? Because there are those three components to to the marriage. It's, it's, it's me, it's you, and it's us. And it's that us thing. All of those things need to be cultivated 
Uh, because, you know, I'm assuming you want to get married and have a good, like the rest of the world, who knows what you're going to be getting into, right? It's a wild card. You go out there and it's a mess, right? There might be another pandemic, who knows? Um, but what we can do is we can take the extra step to make sure that our relationship is solid, right? Because, you know, if the pandemic happens again, we have each other and we're going to fight through this thing. Does that all make sense? Oh, it's so perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I just love this. And Uh that's why when I first heard about it and heard that you guys are getting married again and again, it's just like doing gratitude lists to each other. Right. No, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, one of the big things is I, you know, when I talk to uh, clients about love and relationships and I said, well, what are you, what's, what's the goal for you? I usually get a laundry list of the things that the other person wants, right? In other words, uh, I want to marry tall, dark and handsome, and I want a good job and I want a great house and I want great kids and all of these things that bolster up uh, the person who wants them. Right. And that's great. Every, I, I have a laundry list of all these things that I want and that's great. But what I have found is that my, I don't think I'm necessarily worthy of receiving all that stuff until I'm willing to give all the stuff that I can give in order to earn it, if that makes any sense at all. So the goal makes sense. Yeah. So, so really what a lot of the conversations I end up having with a lot of people is like, okay, well, that great. You're worthy of tall, dark and handsome and a great house and a great life and all those things. I want you to have them. And what is it that you're willing to give up or what is it that you're willing to do in order to get that that thing, right, or, the, or that the laundry list of all these wonderful things. So I think it's just important to be kind of mindful that there's the us component, right? Like I know what it is that I want, but I also want to make sure that I'm mindful uh, that I'm delivering something of of value and meaning to my wife. And I'm sure I'm sure your husband, without question, wants to be your hero. Well, Devin, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Devin yeah, yeah. came I up. Mean, he, he, go ahead. Go ahead. No, t- keep going. Sorry. No, he just wants, he wants me happy. He's very generous and wants me happy. And, and they're traits that I called into my life very clearly after I did the work. You know I mean, you got to do the work. You do have to do the work. And this is, and by the way, part of, part of the payoff is that you get better at doing the work. So it's not, it's less work and it's more like, oh, right, no, I'm, I'm bringing my spouse a little bit of joy and I'm bringing them happiness and I'm bringing them a, a sense of ease and contentment because, again, the outside world is crazy, right? You can't rely on that just to be easy and, and pleasant all the time. But what I can do is I can do what my side of the street is. Devin did something really it just he came up with what I think is a great idea, starting with the first time we got married. And I was in Bali finishing my retreat and he was in South Africa on his photo safari. And we were like he proposed over Skype and he told me to come up with a list of the things that I want for what we want for each other. We had a very iffy Internet connection. So I heard what I what uh, to come up with a list of what I wanted from him. So I showed up at our first 
wedding ceremony with my laundry list of what I wanted from him. And then he responded with his laundry list of what he wanted for me, which is very, very (laughs) different, which is why I'm really glad we had a redo. (laughs) A lot of redos. Because getting to tell somebody you love what you want for them is one of the best feelings in the world. It's really, really expansive. And another one of the best feelings in the world is hearing what your lover wants for you. Yeah, and I think... So good. I have not heard that before. I wrote that down. I love that. That's a way to celebrate each other, I think, the night before. Right. No, and, and, and again, you get to, like... I, I mean, certainly I would argue that getting married is a good thing, right? But You I th- didn't on our second date. No, that's true. That's a whole separate issue. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to do it, then do it. Like, work it out. Um, but the, but the, the thing that I was going to say is, if all of a sudden you decide, okay, you're married, and maybe it was fantastic and wonderful, and maybe it was like, ah, I don't want to go through that noise again, why don't we every Friday night play Parcheesi or something? And it doesn't matter what the thing is, as long as I think you're both mindful that you're doing it for the wellness and longevity of your union, right? Because I'm assuming you want to get married and that's it. You're done, right? That's your person. Finito, right? No more dating sites, no more running around and trying to look cute at the market. That's been for a long time. Yeah, that's, Right. Yeah. So he's your person. <laughs> and which brings up the question that I'm dying to ask you. Oh, go. Tell us about your guy. Why do you pick him? Oh my gosh. Um, where's my list? I hope he's not around. Um, he always makes me happy. Uh, he has ability. He sees everything everywhere. It, my head's kind of in the clouds sometimes. I know I'm a lawyer, but still. He like always sees everything and he's, he's a real family oriented guy and he's patient with me and supports everything I'm doing. He's generous in every way there is to be generous. And I'm completely and totally myself with him. And I have been from the beginning. You know, I like my example is I put my shower cap on around him from the first time we ever went away together. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'll sing with him and people beg me to lip sync, but I sing in front of him and he's actually a worse singer than me. So, um, we, well, we all have to set the bar. We all have to yeah, set the bar. Right? <laughs> there you go. You must be in that same class. <laughs> I know. I love and, that. Especially that you were able to be yourself with him from the beginning always, to me. Always. That. Yep. Was that was like your whole system knew that he was safe. Yeah. So you didn't I and you, I still I can tell him anything and I do. I tell him anything and everything. So can I ask you like a two part question? Of course. So you you said like the very first thing was he makes you happy. So I want to know what does he do to make you happy? And then there's a part two question to that. Mm. I don't, you know, he can walk in a room. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, again, setting the bar high, but good, good. So, okay. So then maybe this will be the easier question. What do you do? To, yeah. Go. No, he yeah, likes no, finish to your part. 
No, no, no. I, you know what? He's just, he's easy. He, he just, I don't know. He'll sit there and he'll listen to me. If I don't, if it takes me a while to say something, I'll say, I, I can't get this out right. So this is going to take me a little while. And he'll just sit there and let me try to explain something. Like that makes me happy. Hmm. I think that's great. And I mean, that's honestly, we're supposed to be uh, there sometimes uh, just to listen. And just to allow you, not allow you, that's the wrong phrase, but uh, so you can be heard. So you can be heard by your partner. And I think that's a really important thing. So now I wanted to flip the question. And is there something that you do that's sort of like, hey, I want to do this thing for my husband. Or you do it that's solely like, ooh, I know he likes it. I know that, you know, um, that it brings him peace, joy, contentment, whatever. Is there something that you do for him, like you're conscious of? I I know it, but he wouldn't. I stop working and give him my full attention. And for me to stop working is huge. Well, and by the way, I think that's all my work. By the way, I think that's a really, a really good one. Uh, And I think it's a really important one. I think those kinds of little things um, really add up to a really big hole. Uh, in terms of sort of like, okay, I'm stopping what I'm doing because I'm making you a priority mm. in this moment. And I think it's something that you're right. He may not be aware of uh, that you're doing it, but keep doing it. Because even if he doesn't completely get it, there's probably on some intuitive level, he probably feels it, especially when it's like, you know, he needs you when he needs you. And even if it's maybe a small thing, I think it's a, uh, you know, that big picture item um, uh, that allows somebody to feel secure. Like they have, like, he probably feels, you may not know it intellectually, he probably feels that you have his back. And that's critical. Oh, yeah, he should. I mean, I think most of the things I do, he doesn't even know. I think that's probably true both ways. And that's just relationship. Especially if, uh, for example, if like presence and quality time is part of your love language and maybe not his, you're going to feel it or the lack of it more than he does. But it sounds like you meet each other and meet each other's needs really well. What I really love is this sort of bubbly, butterfly, gooey happiness that I'm hearing from you. And it's not at the beginning of the relationship. It's after you've been together for long enough for the infatuation and the euphoria to to wear off after you've been in captivity for a year or more of pandemic and you still have that like gooey, giddy, in love feeling is just, I love that. It's such a good sign. Especially with teenagers here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, but we'll, be empty nest, we'll be empty nesters soon. Yeah. And easier yeah. to go on more wedding trips. Yay, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what are you, what are you looking forward to most? Um that our wedding is all about love and those are who are there to support us and, and have that kind of energy. 
That's the most important thing, that now that there's a mask mandate again here in Los Angeles, Mm. I'm holding on to the fact that it's all about love, and that's what's most important, and going with the flow, and that we are flying to Greece two days later. Mm. That so. One of our weddings, the Serbian wedding, was a really weird wedding, where at one moment, a bunch of people booed, which I'd never seen that before at a wedding when Devin started saying his vows. And what I learned in that moment is nothing matters except the couple. So there's nothing that can go wrong in your wedding is it's like the prize is the marriage. So yeah, Yeah. not that's what I'm holding on to. Yeah. We love the people who come to the weddings, but it's not about the people who come to your wedding. It's not about the food. It's not about the venue. It's not about the dress. It's only that you are choosing and celebrating this person in a public way that cements it at a, a higher level than ever before. And that, that is the prize because it's like the wedding is sort of like the hors d'oeuvre, but the marriage is, is the meal and the dessert combined. That's, that's where Ooh, the I love value. that. So I want to tell a little anecdote about that Serbia wedding. So we're, Morgana was all introspective and like, oh, no, this is the prize. I was irate. I was, I was fuming. I was so angry. Like, angry, like, I'm literally telling my wife, oh, I'm going to a Serbian prison. I was absolutely fuming. And so what ended up happening was... Meaning that you were going to get into a fight. Oh, yeah, no, I was totally yeah, going I got into it. a fight. Yeah, I got it. Um, so anyway, long story short... Somebody asked us to pose for a picture and they sent us the picture. And in the picture, if you didn't know me, you may not know anything was wrong. But from where I'm looking at the picture, it's obvious that I am I am insane in that moment. And then <laughs> when a friend of Morgana was like giving us a gift, like a wedding gift, something, she took that photo where I am fuming and put it on a mug, like <laughs> put it on a mug. And then so the that mug, this ridiculous Devin is the angriest person alive mug. And so now that's what Morgana drinks coffee on. If I haven't seen that mug in a little while, I know it's somewhere in the house. You may have hidden it. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's, just, <laughs> it's one of those things to remind me to kind of chill out once in a while. It'll, it'll all be fine. Um, but it was just, yeah. I th- so- oh, yeah. I didn't remember this, but Devin reminds me that I threw the bouquet and it just landed on the ground with a thud. Oh, Nobody yeah. even moved towards wow. it. It bounced, it bounced three times and rolled under a table. It was not a good, it was not a good scene. It was a lot of, a lot of drinking and a lot of, I mean, I, neither one of us are, are drinkers. So it was, it was just ridiculous. And by the way, so Lauren, um, I have one word for you that's going to be a big one. Are you ready? One word. Yeah. One word. I think it's one word. I hope it's one word. Efkaristo, which is thank you in Greek. Ooh. So write it down. Use it often. 
anywhere you go in the world, if you know how to say thank you, you're, you're good. Ahead. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. Thank you, please. I mean, there are some cultures where you're less likely to worry about thank yous and please. Every culture appreciates the effort if you say thank you in their language. The only word of Chinese I know is xie xie. That's that's roughly they they get yeah, the picture. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. Xie xie. They no every 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 flight attendant knows what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's <laughs> not quite close. What is it? Xie xie. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. I said. No, it's a thing it, to learn <laughs> Chinese. It's there is they kind of put it out when they explain it. It's sort of like it's e e. E and E like that. So it's like oh. four different combinations of of stylistic well, expression of words. When so they laugh, they laugh with me. That's what they tell you. And I'm very glad that you have a wonderful mindset. <laughs> anyway, Lauren, did you have any other questions or are you good? I, I'm good. I, I've so enjoyed listening to you too. Hmm. Please send us photos of your wedding and 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 your second wedding in Greece. Oh, yeah, I'm that's exciting to... stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely you're going to have a blast. How are you getting to Crete? Are you flying into the bowl or are you going to take a boat? I don't remember. He was in, he did all of that. We, all right. He's a hero. We are, for, we, <laughs> we are on a boat for five days uh, by ourselves. I mean, with the crew. So that's, that's fun. Maybe we'll get married there too. <laughs> yes, Captain Marriott. <laughs> totally. Great idea. So, are you going to some of the islands? Yeah, whatever the wind allows. All right, fair enough. Here's what I found: is people around the world, regardless of everything else, everybody loves love, and, yeah. and they want to be a part of it. And then you have a new family. Because they were part of this experience with you. And you can bond for life just because these people that you didn't know five minutes earlier are part of your wedding. Yay. Yay. Our new families. I know. Yes. I love it. That sounds wonderful. So thank you so much for calling. Oh, I love being on here. Thank you for having me and for giving me all this fabulous advice and hopefully it helps other people because I'm told there's a plethora of weddings coming up. Are there? That sounds wonderful. Send us photos. Let us know if we can post them to, to the, our, our wedding site. Uh, We totally want to celebrate you. Oh, and there was one last thing that always inspires me. One of the things Devin said to me early on, that I think guides him is that you can have a single experience with a thousand people, or you can have a thousand experiences with one person. And so this adventure going to create, getting married, having a future together is, is an opportunity for all these experiences. And even when you've been together for decades and decades, doing something new together makes the relationship new again. So we encourage you. I'm so happy to hear about your relationship. It sounds amazing. It sounds like you picked yep, it definitely your is. person. 
Great. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And it's I'm so glad to meet you, Devin. Oh, it was a pleasure. I hope that we hear from you again soon. Yeah, keep us posted. Oh, you definitely will, and I will send. I'll, I will send pictures, and yes, you can post them. And call and tell us about Crete, okay? Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Oh, oh, that was fun. Yeah, it was a great call. That was fun. Um, you. I'm just thinking. We haven't gotten married in Greece yet. No, we haven't. You never take me anywhere. I know it's terrible. Yeah. Upsetting for you. Anyway, well, we got we went to Turkey, so that was close. That was close, but we do have to go to Greece. Sounds good. Because I've never been to Crete, and I want to see Santorini. And well, Athens Crete and is a it. separate thing. It's not part of Greece. Well, it's certainly part of Greece, but I mean, okay. So this is just an idea I'm going to throw out there. There's something called the Travelers Century Club. I'm not promoting them. I'm not doing anything, but the way they do it is. Is that so? According to the UN, there's 196 countries around the world. Uh, a couple of those countries are not recognized by other countries. It gets complicated. In other words, like Taiwan is a country, but China doesn't think so. Ta- you know, they think Taiwan is China, and um, Srpska thinks it's a country, but that's right. Bosnia Herzegovina might have another opinion. Right. So it gets it gets tricky in some places because there's a geopolitical thing that's happening. In different places. But we but, got married in Srpska anyway. Right. So so the Traveler Century Club considers uh, you've gone to 100 countries. It just it doesn't matter if it is the UN number of 196. And there's also, I think, some other numbers like 206, depending on a different sort of like, you know, organization, world organization. And then there's this Traveler Century Club, which basically says, well... Uh, there's lots of different countries that are divided up, A, by geography and distance. So as an example, uh, Denmark is one place. Uh, Greenland is a very different place, although technically it's not its own country. It's part of Denmark. Really? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole, again, it's a whole different thing. But without question... Going to Denmark is has nothing to do with going to Greenland. They're very different because they're very far apart. Uh, they're just very different. Uh, probably most people in Denmark haven't been to Greenland, um, but that's neither here nor there and probably vice, vice versa as well. I mean, there's different language spoken. There's lots of things. So even though you think, oh, that must be a strange anomaly, that's kind of not true. There's lots of places like that. And so one of those places is Crete. So before I talk about Crete, is that the Traveler Century Club, I think they claim that there are uh, 329 distinct geographical destinations. And this is not taking into politics into account. Because, you know, we need to get married in all of them. Right, right. So this We just say 100, but, you know, when we're done with 100, you know, we'll just keep going. We have, we have more options. So as an example, going to Puerto Rico which is primary language is Spanish, uh, but it's it has part of the United States. It, and it's well, every, it's well kind ev- of, it's, everybody it's born there is a U.S. citizen, like completely a U.S. citizen, but they don't have statehood. So they can't, they don't have the same level of representation. Right. They're, they're kind of connected to the state of Massachusetts oh, okay. for their voting and things like that. 
I, I actually went to the state capitol and got a whole lecture on all of this stuff. So, so Puerto Rico is kind of considered a separate place according to this Traveler Century Clubs because mm. it's it's not connected physically to the United States. This is also true of, of Hawaii, of American. Well, no, Hawaii is is in fact a state. But yes, you could argue different and culture, they do. different religion, different language. Well, they yes, according originally to the, according to the Traveler Century Club, it is a separate destination. It had its own uh, dynasty. Know, I'm in agreement. I'm not debating you. I'm just telling you what this thing okay. is. So that all said, Crete is considered to be unique and separate enough, so it is deemed a separate country, or not a separate country, but a separate. Well, yes. It's, the 329 separate geographical locations. Crete is separate from Greece. However, Santorini, which is an outlying island that's kind of closer to Crete than it is to Athens, is not. I'm not saying it's well, so- we just have to get married in both then. Right. So it's just-, just like just like it was very, very convenient getting married uh, at Vatican City in the middle of Rome. Vatican City is actually its own country. Yes, it's the smallest country in the world. Uh, that is a, a quarter square mile. Inside of Italy. Italy has two of those because San Marino is another really tiny little country that is completely its own country and has been its own country for thousands of years and but is surrounded completely by Italy, which is right. fascinating to me. Which they have, the, there's a similar thing in South Africa with a country called Lesotho, mm. which is a totally landlocked kind of mountaintop kingdom, just like San Marino, uh, that is surrounded by South Africa. It's a place that I've had the good fortune to visit. And uh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Really, I want to go. That's really definitely stunning. very it's, high on my That list. country is a little bit of work to get to. That's like high on a mountain or something? It's high up on a mountain on switchback roads that are terrifying. That's why we don't drive. Right. No, they, um, in other that. countries. Right. When, when we can avoid it. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, Lesotho, San Marino, Monaco. Anyway. Yeah. So many places. So many places to go. So anyway, what else is going on? Um, Where do is this a segue? Is this the awkward yeah, segue? This is the awkward conversation. Well, conversation. There was something that I was going to bring up um, that I didn't discuss with you. That speaking of Santorini, I haven't been married there, but you have been married there. Well, I I honeymooned. Oh, honeymooned. Right. That's correct. I've honeymooned there. Right. With the, completely different person not me not but you. this is actually why I, I did want to bring up your first wife because okay. we just had lunch with her about a week ago that's true and and your mom and other family members and your daughter because honestly your first wife has known your daughter much much longer than I have and they Indeed. have a really good relationship that is true yes so one of the reasons Davin and I are together was because on our first date, I just point blank asked him why he got divorced. Because on your first date, that's a really good opportunity to gather important information. Because right. if it's not going to work out, you know, there's not a lot at stake. But there's stuff that that is important for me to know about the person uh, before we like consider having other dates. So I just maybe because I'm a life coach and 
people share their most private stuff with me all the time. I just have no shame just asking very invasive questions. Yes, that's exactly right. That is right. So I asked Devin why he got divorced. And this is the thing that really struck me is everything that he has said about his ex-wife has been really kind and loving, even even through like the anger and the pain of it not working out, he, he has always said she's a lovely woman. And she is. She is a lovely woman. She's smart. She's nice. She's beautiful. There's very, very likable. And that kind of positive relationship with his ex was like one of those green lights for me to proceed. There was no sense that that you were pining for her or that there was anything for me to worry about, but that you didn't make her the villain or a bad person. And you owned all of your own stuff in the, in the relationship too. Uh, really. I think that's a, that's a really important thing to look for. Cause you know, if, especially in a first date, if somebody bad mouths their ex, you know, that that's how they're going to talk about you someday. Well, it depends. I suppose it depends. I'm sure there was probably a time where if you hit me at the wrong moment, I probably wouldn't have been as kind. But I had time to reflect. And, um, you know, I was also evolving just as a person to become, you know, me today, now. And, um, you know, she is a good person. I mean, I think very, very highly of her. I've you know, I mean, she's in a she's in a relationship with somebody else, and they've been that way for a long time now. And I think she's doing great. And uh, I I suspect they'll continue to be happy. And I, you know, and I want them to continue, you know, to do well. I want her to be happy. Otherwise, that guy will have to answer to me. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> she probably she probably say, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" Yeah. Um, yeah, she'll be, she can handle herself. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that's a good, I think that's a good tip for if you are dating somebody, listen, you know, if, if we're dealing with a crazy, sexy midlife love person, there's, there is an ex, there's an ex, there's some baggage, um, you know, unless there's some sort of a thing where it was like, uh, you know, like every year on that show, the bachelor, there's always one person who's a virgin who's always saving themselves and they've never been but on a date. they're not 45. No, they're not 45, but maybe they become 45 or something like that. And, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that the vast majority of people that if you're going out to date are going to have been in relationships, may have had kids, they may have had families, they may have had a history that you may not like. But, you know, I think you ask, I think you ask questions. I don't know if that's, Date one question. I well, it was. It was for you. <laughs> I don't think I asked any sort of thing. You may have volunteered it, but I'm I would. Sure, I did. Yeah, you probably did. But I think I think date one is just like, you know, I want to look at you and size you up, and are you a good, you know, can do I feel some sort of a vibe of pursuing? And then I think, you and know, that's date the difference between two. men and women. Well, it's like maybe. I, I we fall in love with what's between the ears. Now, granted, we also want to like the package and you are super cute. And you actually wore this shirt on our first date. 
Yeah, if I'm, you're not, if you're only listening, I'm wearing just some of this kind of crummy red and white plaid shirt. Well, more of a kind maroon of a, wine color. But. All right. Well, okay. You know, I'm a boy. So what would <laughs> I know about, you know. Well, it was also the only photo in your dating profile where you looked like you might be cute. Just might be. Right. Well, I have no idea which photos I used. I do. Of course you do. <laughs> Because I cared more. <laughs> right. You did care more. Yeah, I'm very lucky that you didn't care. So I think, and by the way, I think guys specifically don't need to ask all that stuff. I think that's a good point. Uh, yeah, because it can be more threatening to us because guys may have more judgment about our history. But um, it's, you know, there's, you just stuff to look for is what kind of energy does the person have about their ex? Like, do they seem like they're obsessed or resentful or wistful, or do they just have a very healthy attitude? I have never felt threatened or jealous of Devin's ex-wife, even though they'll have lunch and she, you know, it's, 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 if he was supposed to be with her, he would be with her and not me. And I think that's a that's a a useful thing for us to keep in mind. That said, I did have a boyfriend back in my dramatic 20s who was still in love with his ex and was kind of dating her and seeing her on the side. And when we broke up, moved back in with her. But that's a very different vibe. Like you just kind of know something's off. So trust your knowing. Also, but I think more than anything, value yourself, have confidence in yourself and your own lovability and, and just pay attention to like your persons when you're in that getting to know each other stage, uh, what kind of friends he has, what kind of relationships they have, uh, how does he talk? How does he talk about people? Oh my God. That's like such a big tip off about any human being anybody who is blaming everybody around themselves for everything is just somebody to give a lot of loving space to because i just think that and by that i say may you find all the love and happiness you seek far away from me because i think at a certain point you know, we've been on those dramatic rides a lot in our youth. And like, you know, Lauren was describing her wonderful guy with his capacity to just listen patiently. That is not a young guy skill. I'm sure there's some rare exception out there, but it sounds like she picked a wonderful grown up who has the relationship skills to give her a safe place for what she needs and show up for her. Just like we women, you know, we've been around long enough to make a lot better choices and be better relationship partners to ourselves (laughs) is a really big piece and to the person we love. And I loved your question, Devin, what, what do, what do you do that makes your partner happy? That's just such a, well, I think, it's, question to I, ask. I think it's a great question to ask, but I think what's interesting about it is the vast majority of people, when you, when you ask it, don't know. Mm. And so I think it's, I think it's fine 
to not know because maybe, well, we're not trained to ask know. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Right. No, I'm not going to. Um, but I, I can answer. I know you can. Okay. And so I think we are, I think we are so used to sort of like, I should receive, I'm a good person. So I should receive goodness. And that's, again, not saying that's, that's not true. I'm saying that for a big picture relationship, it's much more give and take rather than just like, I want all this stuff. And, you know, and the truth of the matter is um, the stuff, like I have a ton of stuff. Um, yes. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> I have a ton of stuff, but the, but the stuff is part of, it's a small, tiny part of the equation of, of what makes a relationship works, what makes me content you know, because there have been too many instances when I would buy something that I thought, oh, I, if I got, if I bought this thing, it'll fix everything. And then you buy like it. Purple and then, guitar? Oh, no, but I play the purple guitar every day. Okay. So that's so that poor, one did fix everything. That's a poor, terrible <laughs> example. Okay. Uh, no, but I'm saying there's other things like, the, like a record or something. Oh, I can't wait for the new Kiss album to come out. And then you, you know, you play the album once and then it goes on a shelf and it's never to be listened to again. And so it's oh, you just some made some kids fan out there so mad. Devin. Well, you know, listen, <laughs> hotter than hell, hotter than hell and Christine 16. So anyway, okay. I, I was a big Chris, uh, Kiss fan, but yeah, not so much. Anymore. Okay. So we're just about out of time. Next week, we have a guest. This is the show that Devin and every man has been waiting for. Really? Next week, uh, August 28th, is the menopause show. Are you sure? Yes. It's the menopause show? The menopause show is coming up next week. That's amazing. I know. You can't wait, can you? I'm, I'm uh, wow. All right. <laughs> I'm going to bring a notepad. And- <laughs> All your questions answered. All, all questions, your questions answered. All of my about burning, all, all of my burning questions. questions. All because yeah. they were all like right there. Right. So I'm going to have to make a list because I know I will be dominating the show with all of my questions. Yeah. So every woman, if you live long enough, you're going to be going through this change of life. And it, I, as I'm approaching it, I'm just like, nobody prepared me for what's going on. There's just, it's been like this silence and all of my friends and I are like, why is this happening? What is this? Is this normal? And all that kind of stuff. So this is universal to all women if we live long enough. And guys, if you love or live with women, this is going to affect you too, so we have Marion Stewart coming. I think she's written 28 books. I'll yeah. introduce her next week. But yeah, mark your calendars. The the show that every man has been waiting for, the menopause show. Yeah. Right. Deep sigh. No, Deep it'll be sigh. great. Honestly, honestly, these are the kinds of things that we should just have some understanding, some basic stuff yeah. so we can be understanding and supportive. And make it less scary. I think the more we know, the more tools we have to make experiences more pleasant. Right. Uh, and just adapt. We have some catch up. I think this is the generation that is really diving into this stuff so that 
uh, the next generation, it's just not going to be such a big deal. And I think that's like, that's the whole point of, of growing up. Um, we have, I think, two more minutes. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about today? Um, just. No, we're going to, I mean, honestly, what I'll be talking about, actually, I am going to say that. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to be going to Chile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I do, which is highly recommended, is you find a person who is a native of that country. Like if you're going to like to our friend Lauren, who is going to Crete, you go f- find somebody online, like on Clubhouse or one of the one of the social media channels and find a person who will be able to talk to you about Crete just a tiny bit. So you'll have an idea of yeah. like things like saying F. Cristo is thank you. And you'll have some ideas of like, well, where should I go? Is there a favorite restaurant or road or view or something? So if you are listening right now from Santiago or from Buenos Aires or from anywhere in Uruguay, shoot us a note, especially where do we take a good tango class in Buenos Aires? Yeah, no, right? that's something we should do. That's been something on my bucket list for about five years. Um, because it isn't enough to be bad at West Coast Swing in the United States. We need to make a global impression of what bad dancers we are. Yeah. Right? No, that's a done deal. I yeah. think that's a done deal. and I think. We don't even need to say it because people will simply We exist to make everybody else feel better about their dancing. Right. That's so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that is that is actually one of the greatest joys of coming to this time of life is just less and less self-consciousness every year, which makes life more fun. I think that is definitely part of the crazy sexy that I just didn't have access to when I was young because I guess I wasn't drinking enough to to let go of all that perfectionism that just kind of falls away when you realize that life is short and it's really meant to be focused completely on love doing what you love with the person you love making the world a more loving place and as life is short this show is i think Time just to say about goodbye. Over. Just okay. about over. We'll see you so. next week with our amazing guest at 5 p.m. Pacific time, Wednesday, at Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. Mwah! Thank you for listening to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. Please sign up to join our free love family at CrazySexyMidlifeLove.com to get alerts to live shows, call in and ask questions, or just listen in. And ladies, don't forget to download Devin's free ebook, Women Are Smarter Than Men and Other Secrets Marriage-Minded Women Need to Know. Also available at CrazySexyMidlifeLove.com.